Alrighty, Shalom Abracha, Chevra. Hope everybody's doing well. Thank you so much for joining. Um, was a little bit delayed in preparing this year and posting the link, and so could be that some of the Chevra will be joining us in another couple of minutes. I hope they got the link. For some reason, I had some. Hello. Can you can you hear me now? Nope, still not. There you go. Thank you so much. Okay, so Israel Hashem, without further ado, thank you for that. We are going to jump right in. Welcome and thank you for joining. Hope more of the Chev are going to join. Usually I sent out the link earlier. Was a bit rushed tonight. But nonetheless, let's jump into it. Tonight we're going to do something a little bit different um, in that usually we do the Tasha Rebbe's Torah, but this week on Barsha's Bay, his... his um, his discourses were, were way too long to cover in an hour, unfortunately. Like I've told you guys in the past, um, sometimes the best Torah is impossible to be consumed in, in, in bite-sized pieces. It really needs to be sat over, time invested in. Lufum Sara Agra, and it's not Sar, you know, it's not, but, it, but in accordance with what you wanted to get out of something, there's going to have to be an investment. Um, and so the same holds true with Torah, but over here tonight, we're going to try to look at a teaching from the Dega Machne Ephraim, who we used to learn a lot from in the previous years in this uh, this Parsha series. And tonight, Be'ez Hashem, we're going to take a look at a very beautiful teaching from the Degel, of course, the, sorry about that, the um, grandson of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, Rabbi Nachman's uncle, who is known for being connected to the side of Chesed. His brother, Rebaruch of Mezbush, was known for being connected with the side of Gvura, and the Dagamach and Ephraim was Kol Kulei Chesed. And so let's try to find some of that in this teaching about light, in this teaching on Tarsh's boy, about light and darkness, Makas Choshech, of course, and learning exactly what the true darkness is, what the true light is. Let's try to work through this together. All the Seyat with the help of the Master of the World, thank you so much to each and every one of you for joining. What a privilege. And so the tzaddik begins. We can also interpret the following pasuk in the following way. We read in this week's parasha that for the, for the nations of the world, they experienced choshech, they experienced darkness. But for all of Am Yisrael, there was light in their dwelling place. Many of the tzaddikim ask, the Kedusha Slevi, the Maranaim says something similar. Why was it that the Torah needed to tell us, that the Pasuk needed to express to us that for the Mitzrim, there was darkness, but for Am Yisrael, there was light? It's completely irrelevant to the Makkah, to the plague that the Torah is trying to describe to us, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu meted out upon the Mitzrim to tell us that Am Yisrael had light while the Mitzrim experienced darkness. Just tell us that... The Mitzrayim had darkness, and, and that's it. Why would we think that Am Yisrael had darkness, you know, just like we wouldn't think that in the previous plagues, Am Yisrael experienced the same thing. We know that Am Yisrael was in Goisha, and they were in their place, and they were, and, and they, and, and none of the plagues impacted them. So why, especially here, by the Mak of Choshech, are we telling, is the Torah telling us that while for the Mitzrayim there was darkness, for Am Yisrael there was light? And it's not exactly the question that the Dagamach and Ephraim deals with, but the Gedusha Slevi says, just speak it out, it's in the Sparks from Berdichev, where the Berdichever says that it's not that there was two elements here at play. There was darkness and there was light. He says an amazing, amazing concept, a brilliant idea. He says that in fact, sometimes a light is so incredibly bright or we have so little or so few vessels to process light, either physical light or any other kind of expression, metaphorically, spiritually, intellectually, we don't have vessels. And so to us, the contact with this incredible revelation could oftentimes actually be experienced as darkness. If an idea is too deep, we're not able to grasp it. And sometimes we could feel more confused than we would feel not having had contact with this idea or with this concept, right? And certainly with light, if a person is sitting in a, in a, in a very dark room for a very long period of time, and and you know the, the the and the curtains are pulled away and the sun is shining through. It could be an incredibly blinding, right? They call it a blinding sunlight, which means that it's the light in and of itself that's causing darkness. 
but it's not an objective darkness. Objectively, it's a light. The question is whether we have or do not have, unfortunately, vessels to process this light. Says the Berdichever, and I believe the Maranaim says the same thing. I think I have to I have to be, uh, clarify that. But the Berdichever for sure says this: that Elachol b'nei Yisrael the light that Am Yisrael experienced was the darkness that the Mitzrayim experienced. But Am Yisrael had vessels for it. And that's why the words Bimashvoisam, as the Degel is also going to make this Remas, I believe, is Moishav Tam. Moishav Tam. Which means they had a complete and wholesome dwelling place. Meaning to say they had the vessels for this light. For the Mitzrayim, there was no vessels. It became darkness. But for Am Yisrael, who had the vessels, it was the, it was the deepest light in the world. That's what the Berdichever says. Let's see what the Dagomach Nefraim says. He explains something very, very deep and amazing. He says, a person that's connected to Emes, such a person is connected to light. And light, of course, doesn't just mean, you know, the, the physical experience of light. The reason why light is often used is because of two fundamental characteristics of light. Anytime that we speak about light in a spiritual sense, when we refer to ideas or spiritual levels or experiences, we refer to light. Why? Because there are two fundamental characteristics of this thing called light or this experience of basking in light. And that is, one, clarity. When there's a lack of light, an absence of light, we feel as if we're lost, we're stumbling around in the, in the darkness, trying to find our way, oftentimes tripping, getting hurt, bumping into things, wasting time, going in different directions. That, that whole experience of stumbling in darkness and light is the opposite of that. So clarity is associated with light. And of course, the other element is warmth. Warmth is associated with light. The absence of light is an experience of darkness. You cannot have heat. Think of it. You cannot have heat without light. In this world, at least. It's always got to be. Either it's fire or it's an electrical heating element, but it glows. Anytime there's warmth, anytime there's heat, friction causes sparks. Anytime you're going to have an, a, a, an experience of heat, there's going to be light there as well. Light and warmth are related one to the other. And similarly, a life devoid of light. And whatever, whatever way we're, we're you know, expressing what light is and how to get connected to light, a life without that, is a life devoid of clarity and a light and a life rather devoid of warmth. Says the Dagamach and Ephraim, where do we find light and warmth? And the answer is Emes. Mishu Davuk Be'emes, Hu Davuk Ba'ar. A person who's not just connected to peripherally says the truth, but a person whose entire life is founded on Emes in the objective sense of the grand existential questions that we speak about so often, particularly in the, in the, in the class trip to Rabbi Nachman series that we're speaking about, his spodidus, that we, we're talking about the past couple of, of, of sessions, to focus on why we're here and the objectively true vision that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for the way in which the world will ultimately become. Those who are learning sunlight of redemption, I know many of you are, will be familiar with the idea that another feature of MS is eternality. Sheker is something that fades away. Sheker is momentary. Sheker is fleeting. Everything non-spiritual, non-essence oriented, like the body, for example, or other elements of physicality will waste away, devoid of the light of MS that's encapsulated in the spiritual, in the neshama, in sparks of holiness that we elevate if we utilize food properly. We were speaking with some of the chaver about that earlier today, right? If we, if we utilize food properly as a tool, but the food itself, rats. Physicality itself, <clears throat> excuse me, fades away. Eternality is associated with emes. Svas emes tikon la'ad. Svas emes tikan la'ad. Ve'emes Hashem la'oilam. Amen amen. Hashem's emes is la'oilam. It's eternal. Svas emes, a language of truth, tikan la'ad. Emes is, is associated with eternality. So, a person who's connected and who allows his or her life to become a chariot, a merkava, a chariot for this concept of the eternal truths that we're supposed to be channeling and allowing to manifest in all of what we do 
And in every single arena of our lives, which the Baal Shem HaKadosh brought to the world, this idea of all of your various pathways, whether it's in a life of spirituality or the life of mundanity, all the different arenas of the human experience can become vessels for the light of Emes, if we're constantly reminding ourselves, what am I doing here? And why am I doing this thing? What am I engaged with and why? And if we can connect ourselves to that and we become people of Emes, people from for whom it's not difficult to tell the Emes, even if the Emes is not so pleasant. Why? Because it's not about me. It's just about the way things are. And if it's about mistakes that we made, we understand our PMS that we can fix that we can rectify. And if it's about things that happen external to us, there's no shame in that. We know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the show. And, and all of our ambitions are only ours in as much as we are committed to actualizing Hashem's vision. And so if He wanted something else and something else happened to me, like I spoke about with my guys today, we can navigate. We can, we can, we're, we're flexible enough to go with it. And we're okay telling the truth when we make mistakes. Because we realize that essentially we don't have that gaiva to believe that we are perfect and we should assume perfection from ourselves. We have no problem speaking about things, the way that things are. If we're living in a way of MS, it manifests not only in saying the truth, but in every area of life. We're people of truth. And do you know what happens when you're a person of truth? When you're davuk to MS, not just that you speak the MS, but your whole mitzvah is MS. You're connected to R. And R is light and R is clarity. And who doesn't want light and clarity? And this is the way to do that. To have lucidity, existential clarity. What the MS is. What the MS is. The MS Lamitoi. Klape HaKadosh Baruch The way God sees things. The way that Hashem expressed His will in Torah Shavik Torah The way that the tradition was received and processed by the Rabbanon throughout the generations. The Tanoim, Amaroim, the Ga'inim, Rabbanon Sabroi, all the way down. Rishoyinim, Achroinim, Achroinim, Achroinim. When we are opening our hearts to be Mechabal, that we become Anshe Emes and our lives become filled with a confidence and a clarity and a Nitzachon. And the inability to be swayed by other people's opinions. Because MS is MS is MS. We become Dabuk to MS, clarity and light. Or warmth. Or. Kiba'ar Pene Melachaim, because the Pasik says, Ba'ar Pene Melachaim, the light of the face of the living God. That's how a Kaddish Baruch Hu is described, and how we're charged with walking in that light. Kiba'ar Pene Melachaim. That's what we're expected to channel, to connect ourselves to. The light of the face of the living God. That brings us life. Be'emes life. La'afuki mishuhu b'sheker. But he says a person who is living a life of sheker. Mechachesh. Which means to deny. A person who's denying the emes. And in every action, choosing creation over creator. Choosing ego over bittel. Choosing the moment instead of the eternal. Choosing the body over the soul. Choosing physicality instead of spirituality. Choosing olamazeh, not olamaba. Such a person is mechachesh. He's denying the existence of a realm of objective emes that demands something from him. Not only demands something from him in the sense that he's born in the world and now he needs to do certain things. The only reason that he was brought into the world was to serve as a chariot for this MS. So a person who's literally aborting the mission, a person who's literally, the word aborting is not the word I'm looking for, who's, it's another word, to, to, to consciously go against the mission. Such a person is mechachesh. Says the Dagamachin Ephraim, do you know what the root word of Mechachesh is? Is the letters Chaf, Ches, Shin. And those three letters, when you switch them around, they spell something else. Do you know what? Shehutseirif Choshech. That's the biggest darkness. Or light, Emes. Or Pnei Melachai. To live a life of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Vashem Alekechem Emes. But Mechachesh is Choshech. This is exactly why, says the Degel, on such a deep level, Mitzrayim was stricken with, specifically, darkness. But for Am Yisrael, we had R. Because the word Afela, 
that I'm, that Mitzrayim had Choyshech Afela, they had this dark, deep cloud of almost perceptible darkness. Like the Pasuk says, they could feel it, it was, it was tangible. And those two words tell us very, very deeply that in a certain way, anything that we could feel is Choyshech. Anything perceivable is Choyshech, the reality that exists beyond the capacity to touch. That's why Yomish is Choyshech. Rabbi Nachman says, based on that Pasuk, he connects it to the concept, and Chazal learned from that Pasuk that three generations of Torah, if you have three generations of people that are connected to Torah, are not going to forget the Torah. It's going to stay in that family. And Chazal learned that from this Pasuk, it will not be Yamusha, will not be removed from your from you, Mipicha, Umipizarecha, and Bizera Zarecha. Three generations. Three generations, and the Torah will stay in that family. Says Rabbi Nachman, you know how? You know in what way the Torah is going to be able not to be forgotten? Al Tanai that Lo Yamushu Mipicha. The word Yamushu means to re- remove. Lo Yamushu, the Torah will not be removed from this Shalshelas, from this chain of a family connected to Torah, but says Rabbi Nachman, it means something else. Because it can be seen as a reference to this Pasuk, Vayamesh Choyshech. Vayamesh Choyshech. Lo Yamushu. And the Pasuk is warning us and is guiding us. Lo Yamushu. Don't connect to Torah in a way of Yamushu. Don't make it something physical. Connect to the spirituality beyond it. Even those things that are practical guidance, Hilcha Shabbos, practical, to know what to do, what not to do, and, 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 and how to do the mitzvahs maisiyas, layamushu. Don't let it remain on the level of mamashus, something you can feel. Layamushu. And then it will stay with you. Vayamesh chayshech. Because anything that you can feel, anything that remains only on the pragmatic level of this worldly perception, vayamesh, that's already chayshech. You have to go beyond that. You have to go to the MS beyond the physical world around us. To the MS beyond. Layamushu. Because Vayamish is Vayamish Choyshech. And that's why Am Yisrael had Ur. Am Yisrael is connected always to Emes. We come from Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov is Emes. Yaakov Ish, right? And Titen Emes Le Yaakov. Ish Tam, the Pasuk says about Yaakov Avinu. Ish Tam. What are the Oisius? The letters of Ish Tam spell Yesh Emes. We're B'nai Yaakov, B'nai Yisrael. We come from that place of Emes. And so for us it was light. But for the Mitzrayim, Choyshech Va'afeila. Choyshech, Milashen, Mechachesh. A life of denial. Mi Hashem Asher Eshma B'Koyloi, like Pare says. A life of heresy. A life of gaiva. A life of denial. Denial, right? The Nile River. Right? A life of denial. See, he says an amazing thing. From these letters of the word, Afeila, which means darkness, Nase He Aleph. That very word, Afela, which on the one hand means a, a gewaldig, a darkness, a terrible darkness, can also be seen as the letters He, Aleph. Five letters, Aleph. Nasa He, Aleph. Hainu He, Alephin. Five letters of Aleph. He, Oiris. Five kinds of light. Al Shem Shu Yedvukim Be'emes Shu Ur. Shenasim and Aleph Shal Emes Ur. That the word MS is essentially the word mace. This is so deep. It's essentially the word mace. Think about it. MS is in mace. Ah, it's mace. But the deepest MS in the world encompasses the concept of mace, but it draws the olive down to the mace to bring it to life. The mace is the corpse. That's corporeality. That's physicality. That's the dead body. That's, that's physical matter. That's olamazeh. And that's all mace. But when we can channel into that mace, the Aleph of Alufa Shal Oilam, of the master of the world, when we can channel down into that experience, the light of the Echad Yachid Umiyucha, that's the letter Aleph, and we can draw that down into the concept of mace, then we make the Tzir of Emes, and then the mace comes to life. Then the mace comes to life. And so the letter Aleph is essentially the essence of the word Emes. 
Because again, without the letter MS, it's Mamish Mace. It's the opposite of MS. It's Sheker Gamur. The concept of the body wasting away, physicality rotting. Sheker. But when you draw the Aleph down into it, then it becomes something else, Ligamre. It's uplifted. And this is very, very deep. Why five letters Aleph? Why five? Why is Afela darkness, which is, of course, the klipa, right? The, the negative contrast of this idea of MS and five Alephs. Hey, Aleph, why, why is it Dafka Oisius five Alephs? We understand Aleph is the essence of the word MS, like we just described. Why five? And so very, very deeply, it doesn't say this here, but very deeply. The letter five in Kabbalah is often oriented and associated with what's called Hegvurus. Five elements of severity, of, of darkness, of judgment. It's connected to the five fingers on the left hand, Hegvuras. And these Hegvuras are rooted in the five letters of Elohim. Elohim has five letters, and these are the Hegvuras. Elohim, of course, is the name of Din. Midas Din is Elohim. And these are the five Gvuras that are rooted in that name. That, that, that name is a name of Hester, of concealment. Kishemesh Umagin Hashem Elokim. The names Hashem Elokim is light and its cover and its concealment. Yudke Vavke is light. That's the Indian of the Aleph. That's the Indian of everything that we've been speaking about. Spirituality that comes down to infuse this worldliness. And that's the truest Emes is Yudke Vavke. Elokim is the Hester. Is the mugain for the shemesh? Ki shemeshu mugain Hashem Elokim. Elokim ki adua, as is well known as gematria hateva. Hateva is the nature around us. Hakadosh Baruch Hu creates the world with what? With the name Elokim, not Yudke Vavke. Only much later on do we find the name Yudke Vavke in the, in the in the context of the creation of man and and uh, of man of Adam and Chava, as we saw in the very first piece. If you remember, in Barshas Barishas from the uh, from the Tasha Rebbe, we learned about that Hashem Elokim. But the whole creation is the Shem Elokim. Why? Because creation is a Hester. Creation conceals HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. We don't see it with our own eyes. If we have the Das of the Tzadikim, and we have a Kesher to Tzadikim, the Tzadik gives us his eyes to be able to see nature as the greatest revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's something else. But on a basic level, nature hides HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hateva Gamatri Elokim, all of nature created with the name Elokim. The world is Milashen Olam, is Milashen Helem. It conceals God, and all of that is true. But if we're Zoche, to cause the, the name Yudke Vavke to flow down within the physical experience of nature through our perception and through our consciousness that we can make the Yichud, HaShamayim, Shamayim Lashem, the heavens was for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and it's already heavenly, but Ba'aretz Nasan Levnei Adam, the earth was given to man. Why? Says the Ramchal, says the Naim Alamelech, say the Tzadikim, to turn earth into heaven. Hashemayim Shemayim Lashem. The heavens is already heaven. For Hashem, Yudke Vavke. Vaharetz. This worldliness, Elokim, Nasan Livnei Adam, to turn into heaven as well. That's what the Tzadikim say. To turn into heaven as well. When we can draw the Shemayim Shemayim Lashem and draw that down into Aretz, Aretz is Malchus, Aretz is Olamasiya, Aretz is our physical world, then you know what happens? The five letters of Elokim become bursting with illumination. This is the Das of the Tzadikim. This is Das Emes. This is Chachmas Emes, referred to. Kabbalah Chachmas Emes. Because it gives us eyes. Not just an intellectual, academic understanding of Kabbalistic ideas. Very practical. Mamish to bring it down into our consciousness, shift our mind space. Help us relate to nature through this way of, of, of Aretz Nasan Levnei Adam to find heaven peeking out from behind every single crack and crevice of nature. Nature mates its min ha charakim, mates its min how many charakim? Hey charakim. Mates its min hey charakim. That's why it's brought down, without getting to the depth of it, it's brought down by Birchas Kehanim, that the Kehanim are supposed to hold their hands in such a way that there are five spaces. There are five spaces and the ways in which they hold their hands. Why, says the Mishnah Bura, brings it down. I'm not sure if it's in an actual Shulchan Aruch or Ramah, it might be a Ramah, says, because mates min hacharakim, the word hacharakim, which means the cracks, that a Kurdish Baruch who peers through the cracks, can be split into the two words, hey, harakim, five cracks, which means to say that the five letters of Elohim, which is Gematria Hateva, these five gvuras of the left hand, Yadai Kisisicha, the hand that covers, the hand of concealment, are then seen as 
Afela, Hey Aleph. It can either be seen as total darkness or it can be seen as five points of light and illumination. When we draw the Aleph down into the mace, when we take this dead world that looks totally physical and we're able to find Hashem through it, then we're able to take the Afela, the Misa, the mace, and we're able, to we're able to turn it into Hey Aleph, into five letters Aleph, Hey Oiris, five bursting lights of, 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 of incredible chesed and revelation. And that was Am Yisrael, had Afela, but in a way of Hey Aleph. It was, it's like the Berdicherous Tyra. It was the same thing. It's Mamish the Berdicherous Tyra, forget that. It's Mamish the Berdicherous Tyra. For the Mitzrayim, who couldn't fathom that nature is itself a revelation of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, they were left with Mace and they were left with Afela. But for Am Yisrael, who had Kalim, meaning to say, Am Yisrael, who were Davuk to the Emes of Yaakov Avinu, that very same Afela became Hey Aleph. It's Mamish the Berdicherist Tire. It's unbelievable. It's a pili plies. A little bit of a different angle on it, but it's, it's the same concept. Because the Afela of the Mitzrayim was Hey Aleph for, for Am Yisrael. Unbelievable. So Yedvukim be Emes, because they were connected to Emes, and Emes is always associated with light, Shuhu Ar. Emes is always, always connected to light. Your light and your truth will guide me. Benachman has a Torah in this. Kuf Yud Aleph in Lukut Maran is all about this idea of light being able to help us connect with truth, or rather truth being able to channel light into our darkness and shine the way for us to be able to find a way out. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Emes, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem Oyri V'yishi Mimi Ira. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our light, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Emes, and Emes is clarity, and Emes is warmth, and Emes is eternality, and Emes is the ability to transform our otherwise mundane experience into a shining beacon of illumination. Shu'or Shenasim and Ha'alef Shal Emes, or Avalu Mitzrayim, Shoyedvukim B'chachash, Means they were connected, kolkule, in their essence, to a life of denial, to a life of darkness, to a life of ego, to a life of mace, rishayim afilu bechayim kriyim mesim, without any any life, only only the mitzrayim that were disassociated from that kind of experience for them, that kachash, that denial, became the letters choshech va'afela. And an incredible darkness. and that's Nobody could stand up for a period of three days. They couldn't move. I'm sorry, the Mitzrayim, they couldn't move. Because when a person lives outside, when a person lives in a, in a realm of, of darkness, and a person lives in a place of Choshech, guess what happens? A lack of clarity and a lack of warmth, you can't move. You can't move. You can move around, right? You could physically move. You can go through the motions. But there's, there's no vibrancy. The princess is gone. It's not much the princess. The princess would be the R. The six sons would be the Choshech. And the goal is to bring them together. The Aleph with the Mace. To enliven it. And that's a healthy body. That's, that's what MS means. So you, you can't move. There's no spirit of movement, of vitality, vibrancy. They can't move. And so this is what it means. They could not stand up. This was the experience that they were having. A tremendous, tremendous, tremendous nefila. They couldn't stand. And the opposite is true. If a person's connected to light in the way that we've been talking about. Nemar, what does it say about light? Light enables a person to be lifted up, to stand up, to have a trajectory in life that's constantly moving higher and higher. What Ibn Achman refers to in Torah Vav, that I'm Zoha to be in the middle of writing a Sefer on Torah Vav. I can't wait to share it with you. I mean, unbelievable. Mamish Torah Vav is endless. Rabbi Nachman over there talks about tshuva al tshuva this process of moving. Then you get to a new, a new level, and you got to move again into higher and higher and higher levels. Because light shines, it illuminates the path, and you realize how much more there is to attain, how much more there is to life. 
when a person is connected to the omnivus. That's only possible when the lights have been turned on for a person to be aware of just how small we are, just how big Hashem is, just how giant the Torah is, just how endless the possibilities are to reveal Hashem's presence in the world. A person that lives with self-focus, everything's dark because he can't see past his nose. And so beyond that, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to move. What is there to do in life? You see, you play video games, you eat Doritos. What else is there to do? Because a person is not connected to the R of, of, of an otherworldly light that's shining for them. But a person that's connected to R, Kumi Ayuri, his whole life is a way of Kumi, is a way of, of getting up and of thriving and of striving and of growing and of moving. Kiva Ayurech, because the light has arrived. Va'az then a person's able to move. The Pasik says darkness covers the land. <coughs> Why is there darkness? It's because, not that darkness covered the land. Why is there darkness? Why? Because Because that which is referred to as Eretz, which as we'll see in a minute, is Emes has become covered over. And when emes is covered over, chayshech, darkness. Alderech, and how do we know that emes is connected to, to the aret? Because emes may eretz titzmach. We're told that truth will flourish from the ground, from the earth. And this is of course very deep because it's specifically within the context of the earth, earthiness, death. If we had to say, which is the most dead of all the elements, right? We have air, fire, water, and earth, right? What's the most dead? The most dead is earth. Doesn't move. No, there's no movement. There's no movement, right? No life. In Kabbalah, without getting into the depth of it, these four elements are split decidedly into three and then one. And that's Eish Sometimes called Oimer, sometimes called Aleph Memshin, Emesh, different, different, and Selem, different, different terminologies that's given for these three, and then Afar. Because the earth is nothing more than a vessel to allow those three spiritual elements to manifest within it. This is the Dalit Ragle Merkava, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, and David. Right? David is Aretz. David, David is Lesla Megami Klum. David has nothing of his own. David is Mikabel, and then he gives back something more perfect. But that's the point. From the Eretz, Emes is Yitzmach. From the Eretz, as it reflects the Shem Elohim, not just Hateva, but the Shem Elohim, which itself is an interface allowing us to access Yudke Vavke if we're conscious of that, it becomes, it becomes the Hey Oiris. It becomes. Hey Aleph, right? Afela, hey Aleph, in the deepest, deepest, deepest light. And so Emes may Eretz Titzmach, not despite the fact that it's Eretz, Dafka because the fact that it's Eretz. Eretz, Emes may Eretz Titzmach. Gideisa Betikun, I'll just tell you parenthetically, very fascinating, fascinating Remes in these three words uh, that, that I. I it was Zohar to stumble across myself, just reading Tehillim. I'll never forget it. It was, it was a Pesach Ben Azmanim, a number of years ago. And, and I was reading the, um, I was reading, I was saying Tehillim, and I got to this Pasuk, and it, it just hit me like a ton of brick. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Couldn't believe it. And I asked around, I started asking people around, did anybody see this remis somewhere? Can't, can't be that I'm the only one who figured it out. And, and later, years later, actually, a number of years later, interestingly enough, I, um, I, I, I was zocha to be around Reb Tzvi Cheshen, and it was in the context, he, I, I overheard a conversation. Reb Tzvi Cheshen, we could speak a lot now about Reb Tzvi Cheshen. Reb Tzvi Cheshen is, is one of the Sholu Meshivs. Uh, he's, a, he's a person who sits in the mirror and answers questions. Goin Oilam, a genius, genius, genius. Nigla Nister, he's a Breslover Chassid. That's why the Mir always respects Breslau because of the Cheshen family. The Talmud of Rav Nachum Persavitz, unbelievable individual. So on one occasion, I was zocha to be near him, and I, and I overheard him talking to a bunch of people, and he said this remez, and I, I couldn't. I ran over and I told him, and he said it's an Abu Draham. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a Rishon from Abu Draham brings this remez. I never saw it inside, but he says like this. If you take a look with me, these three words. I'm just going to highlight them here. Um, these three words: Emes me Eretz Titzmach. You ready for this? 
you can read these words as three words. Emes, me'eret, titzmaf. But listen to this, it's amazing. You could also read these words into each other. You ready? Aleph of Emes, Mem of Me'eretz, and Tuf of Titzmach spells Emes. The Mem of Emes, the Aleph and Resh of Me'eretz, and the Tzadi of Titzmach spell Me'eretz. So we have Emes in the Raja Davis, Me'eretz, and then finally the Tuf of Emes, the Tzadi of Me'eretz, and the Memches of Titzmach spell Titzmach. And so a pele, a mamash a pele, there, I, I don't know if there's anything like this in any language. There are three words that are words in and of themselves, but the letters of these very words may be read in a way that allows you to read these three words through each other. And that's a remes on what emes is. Emes is, like the, like the Kotsky used to say, durch and darch, through and through and through. Emes is through and through, from beginning to end. If it doesn't go all the way, all the way, all the way through from one side to the other, there's a little bit not Emes, it's not Emes. It's not Emes. And it means that the Aleph of Emes comes down into the mace of physical corporeality in such a profound way that it goes mamish through and through. Emes me'eretz titzmach. And so Memela, going back to that Pasuk, you know when there's darkness? When yechase eretz. When the eretz, that's associated with MS, MS me eretz titzmach, when that becomes covered over. As is brought in the Tikkun Zayar. Vahainu, machma sheniskase mehem MS, sheinim is galabahem, sheinim dvukim rak besheker bechachash, mizen nimshachoshech, ba'arafa lu'umim. Where does lu'umim, where does the nations, why do the nations experience darkness? And the answer, of course, is because of kachash. Because it's not a punishment. It's a metzias. It's a reality. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us Bechira. Re'ei anoichi noisen lefneichem ayoyim. Bracha uklala. We need to understand this very, very deeply. All the unshim of the Torah are not punishments in the sense, you did this, you're going to get a whack. Hashem created the world in accordance with a, with a, a master plan with a built-in system of cause and effect that's outside of his own personal involvement. Of course, and everything, everything, everything. But Hashem set the system up in such a way that you get what you choose on a very pragmatic level, even beyond HaKadosh Baruch Hu needing to go ahead and mark down checks and X's and repay people and this and that. On a very basic level, if you choose to live a life of MS, guess what's going to happen? Your life is going to fill with a light, with clarity, with warmth, with eternality. Your life is going to become filled with, and, and your experience of, of relationships, and your experience of, 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 of different circumstances, your, your experience of nature, your experience of different things that happen to you, your experience of life will become, instead of afela, it will become hey Aleph. And the Elohim, the five letters of Elohim, the hey Gvuras, will be transformed into five beacons of light. That's just Metzias. It's just true. That is true. Ashrecha ba'olam azeh. Forget about tzchar and olam abba. On this level, on this, on this level, mamish in this world, ashrecha ba'olam azeh. Ashrenu ba'olam azeh. Emes. But a person who chooses to be yechasa aretz, which can can be seen even perhaps as a person who yechasa eretz, who causes eretz to become a kisui. Can read it that way. Yechase Eretz. A person who, instead of seeing Elohim, or Hatevan, rather, instead of seeing nature as Elohim, which is reflecting the light of the Shemesh, and as, like we said, the Hey Aleph, a person who Yechase Eretz. Yechase, I mean, Yechase is Melosha Nifal. He will cause the Eretz to be seen as a Kisoy, as, as just nature. That life is just an arena enabling us to achieve our physical gratification and what we want and what, we're, what, what, what we think is important in this world and this worldly gain and, and money and shtuyot, shtuyot ka'ela. A person who's yechasa aritz naturally, not a punishment, naturally, it's built in. Rishaim afilu b'chayeim kriyim And the Pasuk says very, very clearly in no uncertain terms, 
in different different ways in 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 Nabi Yecheskel. We'll say it in this in this nusach. Baruch doesn't desire the death of the mace. That's where Chazal learned it from. Baruch Hu wants people simply to return. What kind of people to return? The mace. What do you mean? A mace is already dead. Say Chazal, no. It's referring to a person who's alive, but he's dead. He's alive and he's functioning. But he's a bechin of a kamu ishmitach that he can't get up because there's no kumi oiri because there's no ar of emes that's bringing this person's life to life and so he's a mace while he's in this world. But Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not punishing this person. Hashem doesn't want that. Hakadosh Baruch Hu would much rather ki mishuva midarke v'choya. That's all Hashem wants, and it's a hainu hach. It's not oh return to the proper way and then God will give you life. No, it's boyin kachas shuva midarke. You plug yourself back into that kind of stream of truth, the stream of spirituality, the stream of the neshama, klapi the guf, the stream of the tzura, klapi choymer, the stream of all of, of spontaneity and otherworldliness, instead of the rigid, pragmatic realities that so many of us fall prey to believing represent the true reality. Six sons oriented adulthood shtuyot. Mama shtuyot. There's no life. There's no. There's no movement. There's no. There's no personal import. There's no cheshek. Everything's just bunch of bunch of sheker. Bunch of sheker. It could sound nice on the outside. It's a bunch of sheker. It's mamish. What we refer to as the place of the lotov, right? In the story of our lives, in the in the, the, the story of the lost princess, the palace of the lotov is the place of of sheker. Looks very nice. Everybody read the book. Uh, some of the some of the chaver took the course also. We already know it, it's it's beautiful, right? It's Masudr Ma'oid, it's Noah, Yafe, Machayalois, looks beautiful. It's the place of the Loitoi. We have the ability to return in such a way that we can again begin to channel Emes and life. But if we're going to be Yechasa Aretz, that's going to lead to Chayshechvainu again. Machmash and Eskasamihem Emes. Shainim is galabahem, and they don't allow emes to become revealed in them, through them, that their life is not plugged into Hashem Alekechem emes. The Chesomi Shalakadash Baruch Hu is emes, that's Hashem's seal, which is itself a reference to this concept of emes dafkami eretz titzmach, because eretz is Hashem's seal. That's what Akadash Baruch Hu imprinted himself on. And that's the Chaysam Ma'ishal HaKadosh Baruch The Aretz is itself the place and the seed of Emes. If a person's not connected to that, She'en Medvukim Rak B'Sheker and they're Davuk to Sheker. Not that they sometimes speak falsehood. Their lives are lives of Sheker V'Chachash and denial. Me'izenim She'choyshech V'Arafal U'umim. Ha'ino A'Rafal Bagamkein B'Vuchinas Ha'Shikcha V'A'Oyrev Shehu Pare. That ultimately this thing comes from that place of shikha, forgetfulness, existential forgetfulness, where we came from, what life is all about, what the neshama is. And oiref, which is the back of the neck. Shehu, as everybody knows, paray, the Arizal says, the word paray is oiseus is, is ha'oiref, which is the back of the neck, which is a place of stubborn, stiff-necked, right? It's a stubborn person. That's Pare. Is anybody more stubborn than Pare? Pare is hard, is hardened. And even though he sees the Metzius with his eyes, refuses, refuses to let it go into his heart. And his heart remains completely impenetrable. That's the Oyref, that's Pare. Vizehu Arafel, which itself means a, a Givaldika, terrible darkness. Oyseus, La Oyref. La Oyref. That's what causes pare, hainu pare, the chom to become completely covered over in this darkness. Aval, but the pasuk continues, ukfoid Hashem, which is the indwelling presence of God. Anytime you see the word kavod, it's always a reference to the shchinah It's always a reference to malchus de kedusha, which enables us to see the aretz, which is malchus, which is davar melech, which is afar, as bursting with spirituality. Not to see nature as silent, shutting Hashem out, but to see it as itself the frozen echo of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's love letter to me and you. To be able to see that. 
Yoimeru. We perceive Malchus as being filled with Hashem's speech. It's not the Elohim that shuts out Hashem. It's the Vayoimer Elohim. Elohim actually transmits to us, communicates to us. The Dibor of Hashem, which is associated with the Heimot Saos Hapeh, the five different components of speech, five different places in the mouth from which words are created and speech derives, the lips and the palate and the tongue and the throat and the teeth, which are five elements of speech, which are also connected to the Hegvuras. That's the covet of Hashem. And so the Pasuk continues, Hashem, an experience of reality, Malchus, bursting with Yudke Vavke, drawing down the light of Yaakov Avinu Tiferes, Emes, down into Malchus, and allowing Malchus to become filled and illuminated with this incredible light of Hashem that Emes is Davka Mi Eretz Titzmach. It's specifically through this world that we can access a Kaddish Baruch Hu, specifically. So, Ukfayd Hashem Alayich Zarach. Then that covered will become, you know what? Zarach, illumination, a light, will shine upon the life of a person who is devoted to Emes in this way. Hainu Alayich, Sha'ata Davak Be'emes. Because you're truly connected to truth. Davak Be'emes, Shuhu Or Yizrach, Kfayd Hashem, which is the shining light of the presence of Hashem, Shuhu Ha'emes, because He is the Emes. This is Emes and Emuna. This is the light of Tiferes and the light of Malchus. These two things coming together, impacting one another. When we allow our experience in a world of Hester, our Emuna, to align with Emes, then Emes is drawn down into our experience. Vizeo, and this is the secret, Vizeo Raza, this is the secret talked about in the Zarqa, the, the train tapuchim denihirin la alma. Two apples, again, Kabbalistically, that are illuminating the world. This is the, this is, this is the element of Malchus and Tiferes, Kuchabrichu and Shchinte, Emuna and Emes, coming together. Our experience in this world of Hester, aligning ourselves to the true, to the true. Truth that surrounds, encompasses, envelops, and permeates, saturates, fills the world with the presence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Those are trained in tapuch and in here in la alma. They shine, emes illuminates, alayich zarach kumi oiri gives us an ability to live a life of kumi oiri. V'zeli yeshlamer with this will finish ulechol bnei Yisrael hayar. For each and every one of the Jewish nation, Hayar, they had a light. Why? Vahatam. Now that we understand much more deeply what R is, Vahatam bimoshvaisam. It doesn't just mean they had light in their dwelling place. Like we said before, same remez, the Badichva brings it so they can bring it. Chaser ksiv. The word moshvaisam is written chaser. Shehu aisias bimoshav tam. Bimoshvaisav can be read bimoshav tam. Meaning that there's no vav in between bays and, and, and the tuf. It's not bimoish voisam. It's written without a vav there. And so you can split it into two elements and read it moishav tam. What's moishav tam? What's tam? Who was the tam? Yaakov ish tam. Yoishev ayhalim. Yaakov is the yoishev tam. Ish tam yoishev. Moishav tam is a reference to Yaakov Avinu about whom the Pasuk says titain emes liyak. And so Yaakov Avinu that has the Nakuda, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, the Jewish nation that has the Nakuda within them of Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael, B'nai Yaakov, Am Yisrael, that we're channeling the truth of Tiferes down into our experience of Emuna. We're able to have Ar, because Moishav Tam, because we're connected to the Ish Tam, Yoishev Ayhalim. Ish, of course, is Rosh Hateb, Shum Yish, which is Kumi Ayri, a life that's devoid of yish, a life that's filled with hope, a life that's filled with eternality, with, with the ability to do things and impact and, and build and, 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 and flourish and cause things. The, the, the concept of tzmicha, tzmicha, which is also associated with David HaMelech. Es tzemach David Abdecha Meheira Satzmiach. That's the emes 
of the Eish, Mayim, and Ruach shining down into the Afar, bringing it to life. The Aleph shining down into Mace. It's the Afela becoming transformed into Hey Aleph. Something else. Meir Satsmiach. A life of hope. Ishtam Yoshev. Moishav Tam. Arbe Moishvoisa. Ein Shum Yosh. A life of Kumi Oiri. And not this life of Nefila, like Kamu Ishmi Tachto. They couldn't stand up, they couldn't move. They were moving just fine. They were big business uh, businessmen with you know four phones and, and, and spreadsheets. They, they were moving. They weren't moving an inch. There was no life. No life. Like Kamu Ishmi Tachto. But if we're connected to the Indian of Moishav Tam, then we have R. Because that letter Aleph, that is the essence and the soul of the word Emes, itself becomes this incredible R. Aleph also. Aleph. The Aleph of R. The Aleph of light. Nasalem ar v'hayu b'moishav tam. In Mamela, they were living in that place of moishav tam v'havin and understand this very, very well. It's a short piece, but I think this piece really contains maybe everything, right? It's like a lot of times you come across a teaching chasidus. It's not just a dvar Torah when people say it over by the, by the Shabbos meal. It's not just that. It's, it's all of Yiddishkeit. It's a mission statement. It, it's a, you put this on your fridge and, 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 a, and a bumper sticker on your car. This is it. This is life. This is life itself. And so this piece is super, super deep. It's a little bit different than what we ordinarily do. We're trying to learn the Tashrev is more in the way of Musr. And this is Mamish Pnimius, Omek, Omek, Omek. It's, it's good to have this once in a while also. So Mamish Ashrenu, thank you so much, Chavra, for joining. What a privilege. A lot of Giluyan, Mamish. And I always say this, so much more than I prepare comes out in this year. And it's all b'schus, all the chaver that are joining together, siyat that we're channeling as a chabura collectively. We're all in this together. So mamish, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for being a part of this incredible process of being able to come close to tzaddikim and allow them to enter our lives and help us bring heaven down to earth. Help us bring emes down into our emuna. Help us bring the light of the aleph down into the mace of our otherwise dead lives to mamish bring us into a matziv of kumi, Thank you so, so much, Chavah, for joining. Wishing you all the most wonderful, beautiful, lichtige Shabbos filled with light. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Shabbos to all. Thank you, Chavah.